0: On May 14th, the United States made history by being the first nation to move its embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem. The Bible never directly mentions the United States, so how could moving its embassy have anything to do with Bible prophecy? You might be surprised. But before we get to the program, here's our producer Kevin with an important message for you.
1: I'm Kevin, the producer of Today in Prophecy, and I'd like to thank you for watching this week's episode. If you're blessed by this show, please consider subscribing to our channel. Once you subscribe, you'll be able to stay up to date with all our latest videos. Now let's get back to the program.
0: I'm Tom Hughes, welcome to Prophecy Update on Hope For Our Times. Sunday was Jerusalem Day in Israel. That's the day that much of the population there celebrates the reunification of Jerusalem under Israeli control. Monday was the 70th anniversary of the birth of modern Israel. It was also the day the United States opened its new embassy in Jerusalem. And Tuesday was a day that the Palestinians call Al Nakba, uh, the catastrophe. It also marks the time of Israel's 1948 rebirth. The confluence of these days has ratcheted up the violence in and around Israel. On Monday, imams in Gaza stirred up thousands of young Palestinians to storm the border with Israel. The results were catastrophic, but just what the imams wanted. They, along with the terrorist leaders of Hamas, knew that Israel would have to defend its border. They knew that dozens of young Palestinians would die. But they also knew that those numbers would make powerful talking points against Israel in the world press. Meanwhile, in Jerusalem, the embassy opened a schedule. President Trump said, Israel is a sovereign nation with a right like every other sovereign nation to determine its own capital. Yet, for many years, we failed to acknowledge the obvious, the plain reality that Israel's capital is Jerusalem. Uh, That's in line with God's own words in 2 Chronicles chapter 6, where God said, I have chosen Jerusalem, that my name may be there. Uh, For centuries, Jews have said, next year in Jerusalem. But now, those that love Israel can say, this year in Jerusalem. Uh, What does this have to do with Bible prophecy? Uh, One of the major prophetic themes is that the people of Israel would spread out among the nations for a very long time. It turned out to be a couple of thousand years. Then, near the end of the age, against all odds, they would return to the promised land. God would bring them back. Israel would be reformed as a nation. And Jerusalem would again come under Jewish control. That doesn't mean just West Jerusalem. It means the old city, uh, the real Jerusalem, almost all of which is in what we now call East Jerusalem. Uh, The new U.S. Embassy does not encroach on the old city. It does not in any way ensure that Israel will continue to control East Jerusalem. So why does the embassy move enrage the Palestinians? Because, despite their talking points, they want all of Jerusalem. They want to eradicate Israel and now the strongest nation on earth, the United States of America, says that at least part of Jerusalem is and will remain the capital of Israel. Several times in recent years, the Israelis pushed by the United States offered to split the city into two parts, with the Palestinians getting the most historic part, including the Temple Mount. In those cases, the Palestinians themselves refused the offers. The Palestinian reaction to the new embassy has been so extreme and so angry that they are again defeating their own cause. Scripture leaves no doubt that up until the time that Antichrist betrays them in the middle of the tribulation, the Jews will control the Temple Mount. If the Palestinians would let them, the Americans would likely push for splitting Jerusalem. But the Palestinians now say they want nothing to do with the U.S. broker peace deal. In other words, the old city of Jerusalem has once again been kept in the hands of the Jews, just as God said. All of this proves that the Bible is right once again. Uh, that means you can trust it. And not just to know what's going on in the world. You can trust what it has to say about Jesus and is dying for our sins. You can trust it as God's word. Trust it with your life and with your eternal life. Uh, let me ask you this. Uh, do you know that when you die, you're going to go to heaven? Have you been forgiven of your sins? For the Bible is clear, there's no other name under heaven by which you can be forgiven than that of the Lord Jesus Christ. If you have not repented of your sin and asked Christ to forgive you, you cannot be forgiven. I'd like to give you that opportunity right now to be forgiven of your sin and to repent of your sin. To repent means to make a conscious decision to turn from your sin and surrender. It means to make a U-turn from the place you were going and turn a surrender to the Lord. Do you want to do that? Do you want to be forgiven? If so, then pray this with me. Dear Lord Jesus, I admit that I'm a sinner, but I want to be forgiven. Right now, I repent of my sin and unbelief and surrender to you as Lord. I will follow you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please visit the Know Jesus page at HopeForOurTimes.com to find out what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Or if you'd like more information on this topic, go to our website, HopeForOurTimes.com. Until next time, God bless. Now here's our producer, Kevin.
1: Thanks for watching and being a part of this week's program. Before you go, I'd like to invite you to visit our new website, HopeForOurTimes.com and check out the many resources we have to offer. On our website, we have books, DVDs, and daily news articles that will always keep you up to date and well-informed about the times we're living in. God bless, and we'll see you next time.